Hey y'all, welcome back to the Tea Podcast. Thank you for joining me for another episode. So today we're just going to hop right into it. We're talking about life after love. So I toyed around with titling this episode Life After Divorce. And I changed my mind because I feel like, yes, a lot of my experience is based off of my life after divorce. However, it is so many people that have been in long-term committed relationships um, that had a lot of the same aspects of a marriage without the legalities. And so when that relationship or those relationships ended, they experienced a lot of different things um, post that relationship. And so moving forward and picking up the pieces to their lives and realizing how much they, you know, grew and, you know, moving forward as, you know, like a single mom or whatever. So this episode is really not specific to divorce. I do think that there are um, some unique um, aspects of it in regards to marriage. And I will point those out as a person who has been married and no longer is, but I really think it's important to, um, define this audience in that it's anybody that has, you know, any woman, um, that has been in a committed or long-term relationship that ended. So if this, if you can relate, uh, to any of those things, let's jump right into this tea. So let's first start off by talking about what exactly happens uh, during a long-term relationship, because there are some really key things that happens during a long-term relationship or a marriage that really sets the tone for how you grieve the loss of it um and you do grieve (laughs) um how you grieve the loss of that relationship when it ends so one of the things that happens during a long-term relationship or marriage is that you build a strong connection with the person that you're with and so this yields you know love you know, trust, and yes, some level of, you know, dependency. And for all you Destiny Child, I am an independent woman, okay? We're all independent women. But when I say it yields some level of dependency, it's because when you are in a long-term relationship, you know, or marriage with a man, you become, you know, comfortable in a lot of ways, like, you know, from the most simple thing, like, you know, not having to worry about taking out the trash or not maintenancing, you know, not having to worry about maintenancing your car or, you know, just like different things that, you know, men kind of take more of the responsibility for in a relationship. Like, I'm thinking back on the, the first time, like, since I've been divorced that, I lost power and I realized that I didn't even have a flashlight. And so, you know, I had to pack the kids up, you know, go out and go get some like emergency. We lost power supplies for us to have in the house, but it made me think about um, that level of dependency that I had from being married all of these years. You know, 
I never cared about what would happen if we lost power because I mean, I knew that somewhere in his work, you know, in his garage or his, you know, tool bag, he had a flashlight or if he didn't, he would go get whatever it was that we needed. And so I really didn't have to be too much concerned. So when I say level of dependency, I'm not meaning that we really have relinquished our our independent status um, as independent women, but that we have, you know, developed this level of dependency in some ways. Another thing that happens um, during a long term relationship is that you really become ingrained in your routines Um, and whether it's your day to day routine with you and your husband or your um, partner or just with the kids, you know, you, you become ingrained in these routines, whether it's, you know, your the frequency that you guys travel, if it's the day-to-day routine, if it's the weekend routine, date night, whatever it may be, you get really comfortable and ingrained in these routines. Another thing that happens is that you become comfortable in your space. You become very content. And sadly, um, we become comfortable in very uncomfortable spaces, but it's the norm for us. And so because this is a long-term relationship, we're used to how things are. So we really become comfortable in this space. And a lot of times you may be being abused physically, Um, or emotionally or verbally, um, maybe being cheated on. Um, But again, we become comfortable in what really should be an uncomfortable space, but it becomes the norm. We become okay with a lot of things that we are not really okay with, but it just, it really is just status quo. It's just the regular. And so that happens after you have been with somebody for a long time. Another thing, um, you know, that happens during a long term relationship is that new life is brought forth, right? We have children, you know, you expand your family. And so these children become a part of your world. It's a new thing, a new experience that changes you. It changes your family and it changes the dynamics of that relationship in so many in so many ways. And so um, it's a it's a big deal in terms of, um, you know, your relationship. Another thing that happens um, is that as a person. You grow, you grow and you change. You look up and you realize maybe, you know, in the second year of your relationship that you're not the same person you were in the beginning. And maybe after five years, you're not even the same person you were two years ago. So you grow um, and you evolve and you change based off of the experiences and the health or unhealthiness of that relationship. So you really grow and you evolve as a person as a woman as a mother and then lastly specific to marriage the other thing that happens in a marriage okay is that your life is intertwined with somebody in some major ways and now we are considering legalities right for the people who says you know marriage is just a piece of paper (laughs) But it is your lifeline. Um, And I don't think you realize how intertwined you really are in a marriage with that person 
until you're trying to get out of it. You know, you are so intertwined with them in terms of, you know, finances, right? You are intertwined with them deeply if you have children. Um, Possessions, you know, when you get divorced, you guys got to talk about possessions. You got to talk about cars. You got to talk about that house you guys bought together. Like, so you are so intertwined with a person that you marry. And so that's one of the, the key ways that the marriage is, the you know, is a little bit different from the long-term relationship is because in the long-term relationship, you can walk away and just kind of deal with more of the emotional aspects. And then maybe if they're childish and y'all can't work it out, you have to go to court to talk about, you know, child support or Um, parental rights or you know visitation custody that type of thing you know if the person is childish and you can't work it out outside the court but really you get to walk away and just have to worry about kind of like those things but in the marriage um it is so much more to it um when the love has ended and now that marriage has ended and so um it is a little bit has some different dynamics in terms of the moving on and the life after than maybe just a a regular long-term committed relationship. So now the unthinkable happens. Y'all break up or y'all get divorced. Okay. You finally got tired. It was the straw that broke the camel's back. You realize he wasn't going to change. You realize the behavior of the treatment wasn't going to stop. Okay. You had enough. Or maybe even worse. You held out to the bitter end. And he left you. Or plot twist. Maybe you found someone else. And so now the unthinkable happens. The breakup happens. The divorce happens. So you go through this breakup, you go through the divorce, you go through all of the different phases, okay? He shows his sorry ass, okay? So now you got all of the drama, all of the back and forth, in and out of court, somebody getting their windows busted out, all of this crazy shit, okay? You go through an array of emotions and mental health issues. You sad, you feel broken, you feel betrayed, you feel hurt, you feel overwhelmed, you feel exhausted because now everything is changing. You go through depression, you become anxious, you go through just an array of up and down emotions. And then you look up and everything looks differently, right? You're not living in the same place. You're not driving the same thing. Your finances are different than what they were. Suddenly, you are a single mom. You don't have the support that you had before. You don't have the same friends that you had before. Everything is different. So, now what? How do you pick up the pieces? How do you move on? How do you move forward? The first thing you do is you pat yourself on the motherfucking back because you did something major. 
you stood up and you said, this shit is no longer serving me. I don't have to take this. I don't have to be treated like this. I deserve better. And I don't give a damn how badly it's going to break me down. I don't care how broke I'm going to be. I don't care what I have to go through. But in the end, it will be it will all be worth it because I can get out of this shit. So that's the first thing you do is you pat yourself on the back because you did something major. You did something major. And don't let anybody tell you differently. It takes a lot of courage to walk away from everything that you know. It takes a lot of courage to step outside of that comfort zone. It takes a lot to relinquish whatever level of dependency that you developed in that long-term relationship. It takes a lot to let that go. It takes a lot to become unintertwined with somebody who you intertwine your life with, okay? It takes a lot to do that. And so if you were able to do that, kudos to you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of my damn self because I did it. And so that's one of the first things that you need to stop and do. And sometimes that's hard to do in the midst of everything else that's happening. I mean, your whole world may be falling apart, but give yourself some grace because you did that. Now, I want to address something that I consider to be bad breakup advice. I can't tell you how many times I've heard this. And truthfully, I have to say, I have given this advice before. But at this point in my life, after everything that I've gone through, I certainly will not be giving this advice again. But when people say, don't jump into a relationship yet. Take time for yourself. You have to heal. You need to fix yourself. And fuck that, okay? Just because you just got out of a long-term relationship or you broke up with somebody, it doesn't mean that you need to take a certain amount of time and quote-unquote heal or fix yourself. And I say this for a couple of reasons. The first reason is that maybe it wasn't shit wrong with you, okay? This is how I feel. I don't feel that there was anything necessarily wrong with me, right? Am I saying that I didn't play a part in the downfall of my marriage? Certainly, I didn't do everything right. There was plenty of things that I could have done differently. There was plenty of times where I could have showed up differently, But overall, I feel that I grew and I grew into the person that I wanted to be. And I never I never questioned my capacity and ability to be a good wife. I simply chose not to give that to someone who I felt was not up to code. I didn't feel that they were deserving of that type of love in that version of me and so post that relationship I don't feel like 
I needed to do a whole lot of fixing. And again, that doesn't mean that there aren't things that I can work on, certainly, so that I can show up better in my next relationship. But I don't think that it required me to take this massive amount of time to quote unquote work on myself. The second thing is that it's okay to move on. And at whatever pace you feel that is appropriate, then do you. If you meet somebody during the course of this breakup or during this divorce and you fall in love or you connect and you decide to move forward in that relationship, then kudos and middle finger to anybody who think that that's wrong. Because for one thing, it's possible to move on while healing and working on yourself. But to add to that, when you meet the right person, they are going to embrace that healing journey that you're on. They want to be a part of it. They are going to help you work through some of your traumas, right? They are going to connect with you in such a way that that relationship is going to strengthen that healing and moving on process It's going to be a part of it. I speak from experience. It's okay. So do not let people tell you that you can't move on, whether it's the next day, the next week, the next year, whatever works for you. People should really mind their business. Do not be ashamed if post the divorce, you've moved on and it's only been a month or two months or Maybe you started dating somebody while you were separated. If it was clear that there was going to be no reconciliation, then sure, I feel like you have the right to move on. So that is not advice that I would ever give anybody um, to, oh, you got to take take this time to heal. Like, you take the time that you feel like you need to be in solitude. But I don't feel that it's a requirement. And it's not something that you absolutely have to do. I feel like that is what, the world tells us that we're supposed to do that's what society tells us that we're supposed to do but if you feel like you're in a place where you can move on and that you can show up as you know and and add to a healthy relationship then by all means do not suffocate and do not be lonely for the sake of what other people may think so the next thing that I want to touch on in this discussion of life after love is that I want to talk about the grief that you feel after your relationship ends, you know, your, whether it's your relationship or your marriage, but the, the grief that you feel. First of all, I want to say that it is okay to grieve that relationship. It's okay to grieve the life that you once had. If anything, you need to because you need to work through those emotions. And here's what I mean when I say grieve. The first time the date of my wedding anniversary rolled around after I had been divorced, that day felt heavy for me for some reason. For some reason, I was just very emotional that day. And I was upset with myself because after everything that I had gone through, after everything that I had been put through emotionally and otherwise, why should I have gave a damn about that day? I kept wondering, like, why do I feel anything at all? 
And then a good friend said, it's normal. It's okay for you to grieve something that you once loved, maybe still do, that you lost. It's the same way that we grieve the a, a lost life, right? You grieve that relationship because it, you once loved it. You were once a part of it. It was once something, it, it was, it was something that you had. It was your life, you know, um, it was your children's lives and it's okay that you feel a sense of loss. It doesn't mean that you are weak. It doesn't mean that you want the individual back. It doesn't mean that you regret it. It just means that you are human. And I had to tell myself that you are human. Another moment when I grieved the loss of my marriage was when I heard my children playing house. And I, my daughter was playing like me and my son was pretending to be his dad. They had their teddy bears and dolls and and packed up in the strollers and all that. And I heard them say, come on, it's time to go to mommy's house for the weekend. And another time it was like, let's go. It's, It's daddy's house today. And I literally sat there on the couch and my eyes welled up with tears. At that moment, I I felt so much grief for the loss of my marriage and our relationship because I never wanted that for my children. I got married. I had them. They were in a two-parent home, and they had the life that I saw for them. And in that moment, I realized that that was gone. And so I felt a deep sense of loss. But I was further down into my journey. And so I allowed myself to feel that. And I told myself that it was okay to feel it. I I shed a few tears because it hurt like hell. And so if you have experienced this sense of loss, know that you are grieving a loss and that you're allowed to feel that way. And it doesn't mean you want them back. You know, it doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means that you are human. So allow yourself to be human. We're not robots. We have feelings. We feel deeply. We are very much connected to the world around us and the people in our space. And so when you lose that, you grieve it. We grieve the loss of relationships. And it's very normal. So again, give yourself some grace. Allow yourself to grieve the loss of that relationship work through it and process it. And if you can't do that alone, get you a therapist, get you a psychologist, somebody that you can go to and talk through what you're feeling and learn strategies to cope with those feelings. One of the things that I have done 
to cope with grieving the loss of my marriage is to remind myself of why I did it. Why did the divorce happen? And I think about how I would be in the environment for my children, what that would be like had I stayed. And every single time I feel better when I think about that. And it doesn't mean that I stopped grieving the loss of how things used to be and what I lost, but I process those feelings and I can move forward. It doesn't become overly heavy or debilitating. One thing that happens after a long-term relationship has ended, and we talked about how you do develop some sense of dependency. One of the things that you can easily feel is anxiety and fear about moving forward on your own. Everybody doesn't jump into a relationship real quick with a new man or a man at all. So you start thinking about how am I going to fill in the gaps, right? You start realizing like, man, now I got to take out the trash. Or what if something needs to get fixed in my house? How am I going to do that? And who's going to take care of the yard and get make sure the, show, the, sh- the snow gets shoveled? <laughs> who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Listen, let me tell you, those are not gaps. Those are opportunities. I was so fearful of this. It was the, one of the things that scared me the most. And the reason why is because my circle was pretty tight. Like, I don't like mess with a whole lot of people. I don't have a, a large network of, of close friends in that. And especially not guys. So when I thought about me having to move into my own place, hell, I didn't even know how I was going to get my TVs on the wall. Okay. But one thing I can tell you is that you will survive. <laughs> it's a service out here for every goddamn thing. Okay. Movers is, it's services of, of people that you can hire that will come out. They will mount your TVs. They will haul out heavy pieces of furniture. I mean, yeah, you got to have a couple of dollars. But let me tell you, you can make it, sis. Do not let the thought of carrying what a man usually does on your own. Do not let that scare you out of moving out of that situation that you needed to get out of. You're going to make it. You can make it. All my TVs are mounted. My trash get out just fine. Okay. I renewed my AAA (laughs) membership. So if I get a flat tire, if I run out of gas, I got some backup, got a couple of my guy friends that I can call, help me out. You know what I'm saying? Like I got people that I've built relationships with that I can call and say, help me out with this. I've learned some things. And so I was afraid at first, but now I know better. 
So trust me when I say, sis, don't be scared about getting out of that comfort zone and don't be afraid of that loss of dependency because it's not a loss. It's an opportunity for you to build upon your independence so that when you get in that next relationship with that man, you can bask in being soft and being a woman and knowing that that good man got you. But you can also bask in the fact that if he don't got you or if you don't have a man, that you can get it done. If there is a will, there is a way. So do not be discouraged and do not give in to those fears that you can't do it alone because you can. You really, really can. Now, I would be remiss and just downright crazy if I didn't talk about the feelings of loneliness and longing for true love after being in a relationship for a long time. Once that relationship ends, you go through the process, you go through the drama, you go through it all. You finally start confronting your grief. You finally get used to your new normal. Maybe you figured out how to mount your TV. (laughs) But you still can experience longing. You long for love. You long for that relationship and that connection with somebody. And let me just tell you, that feeling doesn't go away. It doesn't go away until you're in a relationship again and happy. You will feel that. And you will feel it a lot because it's all around us. It's on social media. It's on these TV shows. It's on movies where you see nothing but the happy family, married with two kids, white picket fence, and all of that. You see it all around you. Now, we know it may not be real, but you still see it. And so when you see these things and these representations of love and family and security, it starts to make you reflect on what you want and what you don't have. But my real point of bringing this up is because You cannot allow those feelings to push you into the wrong thing. Remember why you left that relationship or why it ended. And keep that in the forefront as you go out on the journey of finding love again. Right? Do not settle. Take inventory of the things that were deal breakers for you. And make sure that it's right front and center as you screen your next candidate. (laughs) Don't do deal breakers. Don't settle. Remember who you are and how this experience changed you and how you evolved into the person that you are now. Be comfortable with what you want and do not settle for anything else. Because you don't have to. Because what's going to happen is feeling lonely 
and you are overcome with feelings of, you know, oh, I want to get married. I'm, I want a family again. I want to buy a house again. I want to do this. I want to do that. And it will make you desperate. And then you end up settling for less than what you deserve. You end up accepting what are really deal breakers to you. But well, all right, you know, maybe he, he doesn't have a college degree, but he's a hard worker. Because later, that's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Because if it's a deal breaker from the beginning, it's going to be a deal breaker all the way through. So make sure that you are working through your feelings of frustration or impatience or whatever it may be in regards to getting in a new relationship or finding love again. Make sure that you are working through those and addressing them properly and not allowing them to get in the way and blur your vision because you need to be seeing clearly as you're getting back out there in the dating game because it's a lot of ain't shit people out here and it's a lot of people out here that do not mean you well if you look at the rates of men killing women in these relationships and marriages, you know, not taking breakups easily and violence. And, you know, you got to be careful who you even entertain. So be strong and be encouraged. The right person will find you. You don't have to be desperate and you don't have to settle and you do not have to lower your standards. Keep them right where they are until the right person comes along and that's it for this episode I hope you enjoyed it I really hope that you took something from this episode that was encouraging empowering motivating I hope that it gave you an opportunity to self-reflect as you move forward on your journey of life after love Please stay tuned for the next episode. Follow the T Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow my Facebook group, um, the T Podcast Discussion Group. If you want to leave any comments or let me know what you thought about the episode. See you next time.